0: Welcome to episode 123 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're taking a look at a spoof episode of Home Improvement, specifically Season 7, Episode 22, Believe It or Not, with an original air date of April 28th, 1998, an IMDb user score of 7.4 out of 10, And like the entire Home Improvement series, the action takes place in Detroit, Michigan. If you haven't seen Home Improvement, it was a sitcom based on the stand-up comedy of Tim Allen that ultimately lasted eight seasons. So Tim Allen plays Tim Taylor, a guy who's got a show that showcases Home Improvement, sponsored by Binford Tools. He's also got a family with three sons and a wife, and a neighbor, Wilson, whose face we never clearly see. He's blocked by the fence below the eyes, and then they just kept doing that as a running joke to the point that when the cast won Emmys, or People's Choice Awards, I forget which, he showed up on stage with a little fence he could hold in his hand to block the lower half of his face. Now, Tim Allen is probably best known now as the voice of Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. He was also Captain Jason Nesmith in Galaxy Quest and Scott Calvin, who becomes Santa in The Santa Claus. Now, his wife Jill on the show is played by Patricia Richardson, who IMDb lists as being best known for this one. She was also Connie Hope in Yulis Gold, Dr. Andy Campbell in Several Seasons of Strong Medicine, and Cheryl's mother in Lost Angels. Earl Heineman plays the neighbour Wilson. IMDb lists his best known credits as JT in Silverado, Deputy Red in The Parallax View, and George Stever in The Taking of Pelham One Two Three in addition to his role as Wilson. Now, unfortunately, he passed away in December of 2003 at age 61. Richard Karn plays Al Borland, who's Tim's assistant on the show. We'll get into a little bit more of that when we get into the basic format of it. He's best known for this role, although he also played Arthur Pillar in Control, Judge John Oplinger in Bold and the Beautiful, played himself in The Detroiters, and also ran as host of Family Feud quite a while. Now, this episode also has Debbie Dunning as the beautiful assistant on the show, just generally wheeling things out and then taking them away. That's Heidi. Her other best-known credits include Wicked Wicked Games, ABC TGIF, and Leprechaun 4 in Space, amongst her 23 credits. Others include Baywatch and that sort of thing. So she stepped in for Pamela Anderson, who played Lisa, an uh, actress doing a similar role in the first two seasons. Now, Zachary Ty Bryan plays the oldest of the three boys, Brad, in this one. He was also Clay in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. He was a producer in Milius, and known as a producer in Dark Tourist as well. Bureau 42 listeners may also know him for I Guess Spot, as Peter Nichol in Season 7, Episode 4 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Terran Noah Smith plays the youngest boy in the family, Mark Taylor. He's also known for Little Bigfoot 2, Ebby, Miracle at Christmas, and Patrick in Batman Beyond. But his IMDb credits are actually much more limited. This seems to be his only major role, and he doesn't appear to have been acting following 1999, at least not in anything the IMDb tracks. For all I know, he's on Broadway on a daily basis As this doesn't track stage plays. Although there's a personal quote here for him on the IMDb I see now that says, I started Home Improvement when I was seven and the show ended when I was 16. I never had the chance to decide what I wanted to do with my life. When I was 16, I knew that I didn't want to act anymore. So he has moved on to other things. Now, of the three sons, the best known is probably Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He plays Randy Taylor, the middle child. And he had a bit of a career going on during this. And in fact, during the eighth season of Home Improvement, he cut back a lot. Apparently that was a bit of a source of conflict between himself and Tim Allen because he told the people on the show he wanted to focus on his studies and get through school and then ended up filming a bunch of movies instead, which frustrated Tim Allen, at least according to what he said publicly, not because he wanted to focus on movies, but because of the dishonesty. He would have rather he said, hey, I've got a potential for a movie career. I'd like to focus on that. But that's not what happened. So according to the IMDb he is best known for providing the voice of young Simba in The Lion King before Matthew Broderick takes over for adult Simba for his role as Randy Taylor in this playing Tom Sawyer in Tom and Huck and Pinocchio in The Adventures of Pinocchio. His most recent credit is for playing John Baker in Last Man Standing which ran up to 2015. He's also been in Smallville, The Wild Thornberrys and Honestly, most of his credits were ones going on concurrent with home improvement. So voice acting and films that could work around that TV schedule. So that's the regular cast. There's a few guest stars here. One of them is NBA player from the Pistons, Grant Hill, who I recognize because you know he was actually wearing his Pistons uniform. And that was something that happened on the show. This you know little mom and pop home improvement show in Detroit often got major stars. Now, William O'Leary plays Marty Taylor, who is a recurring character apparently from season four on. I lost interest in the show for the most part before that happened in the original run. But he's best known for playing Marty Taylor on Home Improvement, Jimmy Bull Durham, Pete Dead Meat in Hot Shots, and Joe Light in Law & Order LA. But he's got quite a number of credits to his name. Now, Jimmy Labriola, I suspect, might be a personal friend of Tim Allen. He's only got six credits to his name that includes his recurring role as Benny in Home Improvement as well as a fight bookie in Joe Somebody detective number 2 in I'll kill you a truck driver in Santa Claus so of his six credits at least 3 of them are parts in Tim Allen projects so whether they were already friends and Tim Allen was helping him get in or whether he just you know really liked the way they worked together in their first project and kept asking them to cast him in other projects I don't know but there's a Seemingly disproportionate amount of overlap. Now, when we get into the other credits here, the episode was directed by Jeffrey Nelson. He's got three directing credits to his name, including 23 episodes of Home Improvement, a directing credit for the Backstage Pass television documentary on Home Improvement, and then the Christmas Dream TV movie from the year 2000. He also was a main title designer for Space Jam, Private Parts, Father's Day, Hang Time, Home Improvement for what appears to be a chunk of the last couple seasons here, and Seabiscuit. Now, this episode was written by John Vandergriff. He's got four writing credits to his name, including 19 episodes of Home Improvement, one episode of Coach, six episodes of the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV series, and Wildwood Inn, a movie that has been announced but is not even in real production yet. He also served as producer on Home Improvement and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And a story editor and consultant on home improvement. So the series was created by Karin Finestra, David McFadzine, and Matt Williams based on the stand up comedy of Tim Allen. We talked a little bit about the outline and format of the show. The sort of boilerplate structural outline for the episodes is that Tim is not naturally a considerate man. He is not also the most competent with the tools that he loves. It's his assistant Al who's actually much more capable and does the heavy lifting. Although that doesn't stop Tim from trying to fix things around the home and often causing more problems than he solves. But most of the problems come because of his insensitivity. This episode is a typical example. He makes a lot of comments that are, you know, sexist or insulting to the point that Al has a card he can just hold up ready to go with where you send your hate mail for the comments that he's making on the air as part of the show's format. In this particular episode, Wilson, his neighbor, shares on the condition that it stays between the two of them that when he was a child, he saw a UFO and bluish-gray aliens when he was living with his parents in Turkey. And within 30 seconds, Tim has violated that trust and talked about it with his wife and kids. When he goes down to the hardware store, he talks about it with everybody there and turns out along the way also discussed it with the postman, with the guy from the gas company. Wilson is understandably upset about this breach of trust and won't talk to Tim. Tim has to find a way to make amends, and at his wife's suggestion, he researches what he could find on it and opens his mind a little bit, saying he doesn't still doesn't believe in UFOs, but now he's more open to the possibility because a lot of people seem to have seen that. When he's doing his research, he falls asleep at the computer, and there's a dream sequence, which is where the X-Files element comes in. So in the dream sequence that lasts about three or four minutes, they're doing a spoof of the X-Files with Tim and Jill set up as Mulder and Scully. Now, David Duchovny plays Fox Mulder for the Fox Network, so the name card on the table was ABC Taylor for the show on the ABC Network. Patricia Richardson's hair was done up as Julian Anderson's had been done with Scully. You know, Tim talks about some sort of possible supernatural explanation, and she comes in deadpan and talks about how ridiculous that is. He says, why do you always shoot my stuff down with scientific mumbo-jumbo? She says, because it's all pie-in-the-sky dreaming, it doesn't make sense. They've got lines like, the truth is out there. So as a sequence, it's a decent little X-Files spoof. And again, it, it shows what's going on with the X-Files, and how it was really becoming a part of the culture, and not just... A one off show and a successful show at that, but something that was really part of the zeitgeist, and everyone was kind of referencing it and talking about it, which is probably why it's come back again for an 11th season now. Those episodes will be discussed in the broadcast order this time. I found jumping ahead to that for season 10 didn't quite work the way I wanted. I'd rather follow the story in a linear fashion. That's really the way it is. Honestly, I lost interest in home improvement. In late season one, early season two, the first time, because it's all based on how insensitive Tim is, and he never learns. And even at this point, this is season seven, he still hasn't learned how to clean up after his own mistakes and needs his wife to say, Well, maybe you could fix this by actually taking what he said seriously. As though that's some sort of brilliant revelation that he could never come up with on his own, and this character probably never could come up with that on his own, hence the issues. Ultimately, as spoofs go, it's well done but I don't know that I would check it out just for the spoof. It might be worth looking at, say, YouTube or something to see if you could just find that dream sequence. But I wouldn't seek out the entire episode just for the X-Files reference in those three or four minutes. But that's about all we have to say about Home Improvement's Believe It or Not episode. So join us again next week when we discuss the Pine Bluff variant. Also, you may want to head to bureau42.com itself if you're just subscribed to this through iTunes we've added list challenges for 2018. So annual reading lists are fairly common, but I was unable to find movie, TV, podcast lists in a similar vein. So we've created lists for all four of those, reading, movies, TV, and podcasts. They're all based on completing 52 objectives within the course of the year, so one per week. If you're interested, you could find them in the list challenges on the right-hand side in the links section of Bureau 42 on the desktop or at the bottom in the link section for mobile. And we do plan to keep up these list challenges to come up with different challenges each year going forward. That's about all the new stuff we have for now. And thank you for listening.